Low-level laser therapy has become a popular treatment in male and female pattern hair loss. This episode will review your options and determine if this is the right treatment for you and your hair loss condition. Hello, thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection Podcast, a science-based, honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid, and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, aka Nashville Thyroid Expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board-certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up to date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. We have all seen at least three or four laser caps or helmets drop into our Google or internet search feed, ranging anywhere from the prices of two or three hundred dollars, well over three thousand dollars. Additionally, we've read the reviews stating, don't waste your money. This cap is a scam. All the way to the positive mentions and reviews that state, I wouldn't have the hair that I have today without my laser cap. My laser cap is the best purchase of my life. (laughs) So now what do we do with all this information and noise? So today we're going to review and talk about low-level laser therapy. I'm going to give you a two, three other names for it as we're seeing it across the internet waves today. But I also want to let you know that this is a little bit of a disclaimer. We're not going to be selling lasers. We're not talking about a specific laser. We're also not promoting a laser. Um, This is just simply data, information points, and if laser therapy is something that you could use for your particular hair loss situation. So, Natalia, let's get to the basics, first of all. Um, And let me ask you this question. So have you had laser caps jump up on your internet or Google search? I think the first time I saw the cap, it was in your clinic. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, when I was getting um, the PRP treatment uh, started last year, Mm -hmm. what is it, 2021 for my hair loss. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys introduced me to this oddly looking cap and that was the first time I actually started researching so maybe just because I'm a registered dietitian and I always look for natural ways to treat my hair uh, my google search never had those things you know pop up like Mm -hmm. I never I never said those words I didn't even know what they were laser and like that just sounds too invasive right Mm -hmm. but you guys introduced me to the cap and I've been using it religiously for a year now two or three times a week. And I think it works. I mean, we're, we're talking about on this podcast how it's not just one thing right. that makes your That's hair right. grows, grow. But I think in combination with everything else I'm doing, it helps, it improves circulations. I feel it because it makes your scalp warm mm-hmm. and that uh, my hat, uh, the laser cap, it has like little... 
um, silicone finger-like projections, and mm-hmm. it's almost like a massage. And so I'm using it in that uh, way as well. So I enjoy that experience, um, and I think it's working. Good, good, good. Well, um, so I think you know, Natalia, you hit the nail on the head as we talk about when we look at laser therapy, PRP, microneedling, other types of treatments for hair loss, it is all about the combination approach, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go over some basics, though, so that our listeners can really try to sort through if they have been on that receiving end of all of those laser caps dropping into their feed, or if they have it, and they really would like to understand and know more and truly know the the honest truth about what these devices can do. So let's start just with a little bit of a definition. So low intensity light is called low level laser therapy or LLLT or triple LT. Um, It simply stimulates cellular activity in the tissues. It's associated with a range of wavelengths from red all the way through an infrared laser light that promotes tissue repair and regeneration. The overall effect, though, of these lights on the body is truly called photobiomodulation or P as in Paul, B boy, M modulation, right? So I say this because... Low-level laser therapy has been the core of my belief personally and has been the core treatment for all of our clients within HPI's lifetime. The reason is, is it is natural. It is an easy treatment to be used at home or it can be used in the clinic. But because we've understand or we're we are understanding much more about this level laser and, and the different wavelengths and also the nanometers of the watts, we're starting to learn more. And so that's the reason now what's confusing, probably to the listener, is that we're seeing these three different titles or names, one as, you know, low-level laser light therapy, the other as photo light therapy, and then also now more recently, photobiomodulation. So with this, I just want you to remember something. This optimal window of the stimulation, right? And when we talk about, as Natalia did a moment ago, stimulating her scalp or giving her this warm sensation on her head, this is truly because this light is penetrating deep enough to speed up the circulation and stimulate blood flow. Typically, This is going to happen when we have this nanometer wattage or wavelength in approximately an area between a 650 and a 1200 nanometer light wavelength. Varying degrees of these wavelengths will be predominantly used in differing forms of devices. So as we know, lasers, right? And Natalia, you mentioned earlier how invasive, right, are some of these lasers. We have to think about this. Lasers, when we use the term laser and we talk about low-level lights, 
they're still used across many, many modalities from aesthetics, right? We think about these massive laser treatments on the skin to where we see, you know, many layers of the tissue is burnt off because, and I say burnt, I apologize if that's not the proper term for the estheticians that might be listening, but removed, exfoliated. Um, and then the new cells grow and the new cells start to stimulate underneath, right? We also see remarkable results in dementia patients. We see it in joints. We see it in healing of tissue. We see that many um, dental surgeries now are, are having wavelengths of um, low-level light lasers being used and also are in, insinuating that the tissues are being healed much quicker and also that the stimulation of the blood flow in the cells are happening much faster. So for everyone to understand, whether we're talking about 620, 1,200 lights, we're talking about a natural light therapy. This treatment now is seeming to gain a little bit more popularity and is also seeming to be preferred to a traditional medical managed prescription, right? Of what we think about in finasteride, minoxidil. Um, you know, we talked about low dose minoxidil as an oral in one of our episodes. So I think that's the reason that it's really important that we dive into a few of these trials and studies so that the listener truly understands there is merit behind this type of device. So let me start with this one. Um, a recent study from the NIH um, examines the safety and the efficacy of low-level laser therapy for male and female pattern hair loss. So the purpose of this study um, was to really look at pattern hair loss um, as the most common type of alopecia, right? So genetic alopecia or alopecia androgenetic. Um, standard care uh, for this particular type of an individual from the study says that long-term usage of topical medications um, are truly with limited effectiveness. So meaning, just as we mentioned a moment ago, what's happening with the finasteride topical? What's happening with the minoxidil topical? Those evidently are running their course, right? They have a life expectancy. So the purpose then of the study, again, is if we add this low-level laser therapy, LLLT, photolight therapy, um, into these popular treatments as an alternative, what can we expect to see, right? So the article examines clinical trials to establish whether the breadth of the evidence supports this light therapy for these male and female pattern hair loss patients. With the study, it was pretty simple, small randomized study. Ten controlled trials were, were evaluated evaluated. They included a study of eight um, different devices and then paired it with one sham device, which is the placebo, if you will, for a, an actual medical device, and then one with no treatment at all. The study populations varied across differing for men and for women. At the end of the study, though, the finalization was that all device-controlled studies demonstrated statistically significant increase in hair diameter, as we talk about it, um, as in density or the thickness 
followed by 24 weeks of laser therapy. So I believe that that gives us some really good data points uh, to know that low-level low laser therapy is important and can be a treatment option. The other study that I thought was really interesting um, was back in 2019. Um, this was published um, in Thailand. It was actually looking at several different um, devices, predominantly two. And again, we're not going to talk about which two, but uh, we will give you the, um, the links to these studies at the end of the podcast. But these were evaluated at a wavelength. Here we go back to our wavelength and our nanometers of 655. Uh, there was a variance here of it being a little bit higher plus 20 or, or minus 20 on this nanometer spectrum. There were 40 subjects with AGA, androgenetic alopecia, and they were randomly assigned to a home treatment with a laser helmet or this placebo sham device. The treatment regimen was 20 minutes per session, three times a week for a period of, again, 24 weeks. Hair density, hair diameter, and Adverse events were assessed at the start of the study and again at weeks 8, 16, 24. At week 24, the laser helmet device was significantly superior to the sham or placebo device for increasing hair density and diameter, and it showed a significantly greater improvement in global photographic assessment for both investigator and subject scores. The results therefore suggested that photolight therapy device of any form with a 655 nanowatt wavelength is effective treatment and also for men or women with AGA or androgenetic alopecia. So now I feel like we've substantiated why this makes sense, right? And we know that it's a natural light therapy and a natural light treatment. So what, what are you to do? What's the next phase, right? And how do you move forward with determining what you should do next? So the first thing I would recommend is that you do your homework. So just as we talk about professional treatments between Natalia and I and, and on our episodes, and we have some amazing physicians and, and professionals in, we talk about the importance of guidance and the importance of counsel before you move forward with any form of treatment. So make sure that you have a, a solid notification of what your hair loss condition is. Because in both of the trial studies that I just discussed, they are both talking about AGA, male and female pattern thinning. So let's make sure that that's the diagnosis that you have. Next, we want to make sure that we remember that low-level laser therapy or any type of treatment is always going to be best in a combination approach. The next is, is that along with the combination approach, you need to be consistent. Be determined about your treatment process. Be determined about the outcome. 
Again, the reason that it's best to make sure that you consult with a professional to see what form of hair loss that you do have, what are underlying health issues that could be causing some issues and problems, and then next, formulate a plan for treatment. I mentioned that in all the studies above, or the two, everyone was on a 24-week plan and a 24-week treatment. So do not expect immediate results. We talk about that a lot. Natalia has been a client of ours for over a year and certainly has seen improvement throughout that year. But at the same time, I'm sure that if if we get her feedback on this, and she's always great to give us feedback, whether I like it or not, but she will tell you that it took several months to where her hair feels good, it looks great. And even if she goes through a seasonal shed, she knows exactly what to do going forward. Absolutely. Uh, Kimberly, thank you so much for giving our listeners a rundown of exactly what they should look for, what, you know, uh, what sounds legit, what it's not. So I, I wish I would have had this, this kind of advice back then. Uh, so I think this information is very, very valuable. And um, listeners, if you guys have any questions, you can always reach Kimberly, uh, her contact information in the podcast notes of this episode. And if you guys want Kimberly and I to cover a topic that you are interested in, please email us, call us, you know, we're here in um, Nashville, Tennessee, and we will be more than happy to dive in and dedicate a whole podcast episode to your question. Okay, without further ado, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day, and uh, we will talk to you next episode. <music>